0: That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your Modern Mentor. And today, we're going to talk about what to do when it feels like everyone around you is quitting their jobs. Whether you're questioning your choice to stay, or you're worried that you're going to have to pick up the slack, let's talk about things you can do to keep your success, your confidence, and your boundaries in a healthy place. As the great resignation, you know, this mass departure of people from their jobs, continues to hold the spotlight, you might be asking yourself, what happens to me if I don't quit? I've had countless conversations recently with people who are suddenly feeling lonely or uncertain or overwhelmed as they watch colleagues depart. They're questioning their own decision to stay. They're missing colleagues and friends as they go. And they're afraid of being overwhelmed by the work that's falling off of those departing plates. So if you're one of the many being left behind, let's talk about how you can take care of yourself and use this moment to your strategic advantage. First make sure you give space to your feelings. I started my last full-time human resources job at the beginning of 2008 with a financial services company, just as the market was crashing and burning. Suffice it to say, by the end of my first year, 15% of my colleagues had been let go. And while layoffs are very different in nature from voluntary resignations, the experience for those left behind can be very similar. The sudden loneliness the loss of trusted friends, mentors, thought partners, and collaborators really changed the whole tone and climate of work. Things got a little mopey around the office, but we were indeed in an office. So for those of us left behind, leaning on each other as a community and processing our feelings together was pretty easy to do. Today's world is a little different. So many of us continue to work largely or exclusively virtually which makes those natural points of human connection a bit more rare. You need to find the moments for yourself. What are you feeling as you're watching colleagues leave? Lonely? Anxious? Self-doubting? The key is to share those feelings with someone or ones that you trust. Check in with a remaining colleague, share your experience, and ask how they're doing. Find support in those who are hanging back with you, and know that wherever you're feeling is totally valid. Next. Be the stability hero. The thing about people leaving is that while the number of people doing the work has changed, often the expectations and workload for the remaining team members have not. If your boss is anything like mine was, they're panicking. They are watching institutional knowledge, experience, and sets of hands walk out the door. And with all of the balls in the air, they're terrified that one will drop. This is your moment to step in and be a hero. How can you show up as a point of stability for your boss, ensuring them that something critical is not going to fall through the cracks? This isn't about picking up all the slack your exiting colleagues have left behind. It's about being a point of continuity. During my moment in 2008, my team had been managing several training programs being delivered by outside vendors. As my colleagues started departing, I knew my boss was anxious about the stability of these programs. So I offered to step in and become the single point of contact for all the vendors, the one-stop shop for any questions, concerns, or challenges that might arise. I watched the color return to my boss's cheeks when I tossed this idea out there. Notice I wasn't offering to take on a volume of work, but I was just offering to step in and keep the train on the tracks. And in a moment of departures, this offers a value that's hard to measure. And of course, it earns you points for the future. So where is your boss's highest anxiety and how might you offer to play a supporting role without adding volumes to your plate? Next, reassess priorities. Question everything. Every hour spent in a meeting, on a dashboard, revising slides, every hour of expenditure counts here. Please do not mistake taking on everyone else's left behind work as an act of heroics. It's frankly the least strategic move you can make. Instead, demonstrate your commitment to impact and your critical thinking skills to your boss by identifying the most critical priorities and putting those above the rest. Share a plan, just some ideas, and invite your boss to weigh in. Where can you win time back by opting out, by postponing a deliverable, by collaborating or repurposing something? Next, find your development gold. When people start leaving, projects and opportunities get left behind. And while you do need to protect yourself from mindlessly taking on extra work, you're welcome to seek out a hot opportunity and make a land grab. What have you been wanting or needing for your own professional development? Did someone leave behind a hole that you would like to fill? Have you been wanting to grow your project or people leadership skills? Have you wanted to get a little closer to a particular client? or maybe you've been seeking an opportunity to present to an executive. Scan the left behind projects and commitments and cherry pick something that serves your own development. You deserve an opportunity to grow from this. And finally, renegotiate something. To be blunt, you have leverage here. Your boss can't afford to lose you right now. I'm not suggesting you do or say anything untoward, like, hey, give me a 20% raise or I'm leaving. But I am suggesting that this is a prime moment in which to ask for something. In 2008, there was a particular training I wanted to attend. In a respectful way, I broached it with my boss, like this. Now that our team is smaller and mightier than before, I believe that by attending this training and building the skill it's teaching, I'll be in a much stronger position to ensure our impact stays high. It was my subtle attempt to say, without actually saying, hey... My success matters to you now more than ever. So here's something you can do to ensure that I'm able to keep you in a winning zone. So now it's your turn. What's something you can negotiate out of this situation? I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll come back next week for another. Until then, follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor podcast page on LinkedIn. If you have a question I can answer, shoot me an email at modernmentor at quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks again so much for listening, and have a successful week. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends.